we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are inside of the A Center at Hermitage. You heard that right. Inside, like Mike, like live, physically in here. Yes. Dude. We are we're looking at people, we're not look, on a screen. We're looking at people without an LCD screen or <laughs> whatever type of screen that's out there. LCD, LCD, CD. liquid oh. crystal, two colors. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? My gosh, help L-E-D. me out. LED. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's what I meant, man. Gosh. Okay. Well, see. Wow. All right. All right. That has been your tech segment of Michael CTE. Now <laughs> uh, we got we got another guest here for you guys here today. Uh, but first, I want to remind you check us out on our social media: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Uh, trying to get some more traffic out there and uh, keep you guys abreast of everything we have going on uh, in uh, the world of Henrico CTE, whether we have a new podcast up, whether the students are doing something cool. So go over there and check us out, Mike. Tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast um, on the major podcast venues such as Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more, and um, most of the minor ones also. Yeah, most of the minor ones. All right, guys, time for the guest. We won't... Uh I didn't forget anything, did I, Mike? I felt like I, that was quick. Was that a quick intro to you? It was very quick. I felt like a quick intro, but I'm a, I think we got everything out of the way. Eh, but we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. I'll fix it in post. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will fix it in post. Okay, so <laughs> today we are talking to uh, Mr. Carl Fox. How are you doing today, Mr. Carl Fox? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing very well, sir. And uh, he is the new barbering teacher here yeah. at the ACE Center of Hermitage. And uh, Mr. Fox, how did you get into the barbering career, and did you take any CTE courses coming up? Well, actually, um, I fell upon coming into the barbering career. As honest as I, as I can be, I was chasing out the women. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. Yeah. I was actually working for a beer company called Loveland. And oh, the distribution I, company, yeah. Yes, I was on break, and it was a hot summer day, and, and I saw all these women outside, and I followed them inside, and it was uh, a barbering school. So I went inside and uh, looked around. The lady at the desk said, if you're not coming in to sign up, then you're trespassing. We're going to call the cops. So <laughs> I said, hold on. Let's go to the desk. I'll sign up. And then um, the rest is history. I, oh, wow. I, that was in 1992. But I'm only 25. Keep that in mind. Only 25 got it. 1992. I was only born in 92. But, you know. but thank you. <laughs> but wisdom. Yeah. You have wisdom. That's what it is. Yeah. And um, it's something I just I just uh, grew to love. The more and more I started, uh, you know, discovering new opportunities, uh, new ways, and meeting and interac- interacting with different people. I mean, I was like, man, and I get to talk to them all day, too? It was like the best uh, best choice I made. All right. Well, let's run down some of your barbering stats. So you mentioned you've been in the barbering game for quite some time and then decided to come here before you decided to come here to the A Center to give yes. back to the students and share some of your talents with them. So talk to us a little bit about your career. Take us down your career path. Where did you start and how did you end up here? Okay. Um, well, I started off uh, years ago in 92 at a school called Flair. And I was taking a long time to finish it. My mother had a joke and said, hey, look, you look like you're getting a Ph.D. in this uh, college (laughs) (laughs) school. So so I started laughing. I'm like, nah, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. 
And um, one day, the same lady who told me if I was not going to sign up, I was trespassing. She called me up and she said, I have somebody I want you to meet. And I said, okay, I'll come and meet him or whatever. So um, I ended up going over to the school to meet her. And it was a platform artist by the name of Larry Massenberg. I don't know, well, I know you guys probably not know, uh, know this, but he was a part of this uh, group called Barry Fletcher and the Hair Gangster. Mm-hmm. And they would go around to the different uh, venues uh, in different cities and do hair shows and teach how to actually teach other stylists how to do cuts and, and clipper cuts and roller sets and colors. And, and I was like, man, this is interesting. So, you know, I started connecting with him and um, I, I paid a few dollars to start training and taking classes under him. Then he actually introduced me to another educator. I started training with him. And in the midst of all of that, um, speeding up, I had a my own uh, traveling salon for a little while. It was called Shear Works. You know, I went through, I did that for a while. And then I ended up meeting someone and I started working for the hair cutter, the Ratner Company. And then that's when another door opened up. And I realized that um, education was a, a good part of the way for me to go. I actually became an educator for a product line called Sebastian Hair Products and, you know, just started going around teaching product knowledge. I got a kick out of the way that up-and-coming stylists, when you teach them some, a light bulb will come on and they were excited about what they were learning. So then to speed it up, I stayed with the hair cutter for a good little while and then um, I got an opportunity to be a manager for JCPenney and then I met another educator there. So uh, this young lady, she was working for a product uh, line called uh, Farouk or Chi product. So we got to talking and she actually introduced me to a guy who was a, a coordinator for uh, events when they come to the, uh, like the, I still call it the landmark, the Atrio Center. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They would bring plays in and we had the, the privilege in going there and actually putting the wigs on the actors and actresses. So I would go from here to Charlottesville and we'll do that Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And I mean, it just went, it just went on and on and on. And then I uh, ended up, for some strange reason, went over to the school and it was like at uh, Highland Springs and I started looking around and I was like, wow, this is another avenue. So I got into actually uh, subbing. Okay. And the first time I subbed, they called me up. I was at home. They said, Mr. Fox, can you come over to Howland Springs and do a sub? I was like, yeah. So I'm running around grabbing all my gear. I'm like, yeah. I text my wife. I get, I get my first shot to go into uh, Howland Springs uh, and teach. I got over there, and I went into the office, and the young lady said, oh, no, you're not teaching cosmetology or barbering. I mean, cosmetology. You're going to be over in the um, daycare. <laughs> no, head, no haircutting going on over there. I, I don't think that would go over too well with some parents. I said daycare. <laughs> so she said, is it a problem? I was like, okay, hold on, wait, wait. So, you know, I'm one of these people like everything I do is for my resume purpose and right. to get you a foot in the door. So I went over there. And, I, and, you know, I just chuckled and laughed. My daughter, she gave me a hard time about it. <laughs> and then I finally got my first shot uh, to sub over at uh, Highland Springs. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty rewarding. That's good. But then in the meantime, still going forward, I partnered with uh, Louisa County. I would go out there and start doing demos and, okay. and, and haircuts uh, for them. I would go over to Empire School and um, do different demos. And, you know, it just kept coming and coming. So as I got my opportunity to come here, it was like, okay, I got my foot in the door. Let's see. And here I am, and we're in the midst of a 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, in the midst yeah. of a whole pandemic going yeah. on. Yeah. What a no, way to no start. No students your, in the class. No students in the class. What a way to start yeah. your uh, uh, first year of, of teaching. teaching. <laughs> but but, but the, the amazing thing, like I keep telling telling my students, is you know, this is good. Because in this industry, we got to learn to adapt and we got we to, gotta, you know, you're going to be faced with a lot of different situations in the, in the barbershop or if you do a salon as well. You know, then you're going to be like, yeah, I remember in 2020 when, when we were in the pandemic, how we survived that. So right. this is just. It'll make some great stories. It will, yeah. it will definitely make for some great stories. Yes. So um, barbering, it's a word when you hear barbering, you think strictly of haircuts. How would you define it? It's got to be more than just haircuts, right? Absolutely. And um, that was another reason that uh, I was excited when I got the opportunity to come in and teach barbering. When you come in here, this is just the foundation part. And every school I went out and visited, I, I noticed that the students, as well as the, the uh, ones who became licensed, were lacking the most important part, and that's the business aspect of it. Right. Once they understand the business part, the, the, the level that they can go to is, is uh, enormous. Like I tell them all the time, I showed them a picture the other day of a barber. He's in India somewhere, and he drives a Bentley. Right. You know, just by applying the steps, learning the business, and then taking his money and investing in other things, he's doing extremely well. So, you know, I try to show them different ways. Don't just go to the barbershop and work in there from 7 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. I mean, that concrete floor, it will put, it'll put, some, put, put some hurting on your body after a while. But, yeah. You know, so, you know, I try to tell them that the best way to get into this and, and really maximize is learn the business part, connect with other vendors, uh, and, and just see where you can take it to. It's just a huge opportunity for entrepreneurship. I mean, yes. you even owned your own uh, business yourself, right? Yes. You just mentioned in your story. So we hear that a lot, right, Mike, when we're talking about barbering and cosmetology. Yeah. Even. I mean, I've, I've actually had students when we're out recruiting in the past. I've had many students that come up to me and say, I want to, I want to learn how to cut hair. I want to be a barber. But they say... I'm going to take this here, get my license, and then I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to learn the business aspect, and they're going to take business yeah, classes. There you go. And the thing is, they could do that even before they're finished really high school because we got marketing and business classes that mm-hmm. can be taking before they even get into the barbering class. So if if, if that's your where you're driven to go to, you know, take the opportunities to get those classes up under your belt even before you get out of high school. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, financial literacy is just important no matter what oh, field yeah. you go yes. into. But especially if you want to become an entrepreneur. So oh, in yeah. your opinion, Mr. Fox, what makes a successful barber? Passion. If, if you don't love what you do, then you're not going to be good at it. And like I was just sharing with uh, Barbara and two, everybody talking about money, money, money. And I had to explain to them, I know a lot of people who have a lot of money and they're not happy. Yeah. Some of them go to work each and every day and miserable. But when you love what you do, no matter what, you know, it's about giving back. So, you know, I'd rather for somebody to come in and say, hey, Mr. Fox, um, you know, I'm, I'm going through right now. Um, I'm a little short on a haircut money. Okay, come on in. Right. You know, and, and you take care of that person. You know, you make sure that you do it discreetly, you know, but it's about I love giving back. Right. You know, I, I love making sure that when somebody sit in my chair and if they need color, they, need, they don't feel good about themselves, we sit there and we talk about it and then you know, uh, the rest is history. And, and you know, haircuts are key because students in the past, uh, prior to when you came here, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, the Homeless Connect that they yes. have over there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, they go over there and they give 
free haircuts to the homeless and yep. they have a whole bunch of different things mm-hmm. uh out there like i think the goodwill's out there for new clothes and things like that and our students go out there oh yeah and they've gone out there at least the last three years that i've been here and and working here so it's been longer than that but yeah it's been longer than mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i've been covering it for a while yeah mike's been here longer than me so <laughs> <laughs> you know he's been covering that for a minute but the point i'm trying to make here is that that's something it's not only our students there but it's other barbers there and then you keep hearing stories or you read stories in the news about barbers giving back to their communities whether it's just like a -hmm. a mobile barber just going out and giving you know haircuts to people for free and haircuts are a huge confidence boost i don't think people really realize that right mr fox you're right you're absolutely right um one of the things myself and dr king was discussing uh, one time is about really giving back making sure that um, the students are able to um, perform different services Um, we even brainstorm um, once we're able to have people come back in, just letting y'all in on a little secret. <laughs> I want my team, my barbers here, to understand and, and firmly know how to service a person in a wheelchair. You know, so we're going we're gonna to just, we're going to kick down the box. Right. We're going to do things outside of the box. So, because I, I found out that once they actually come into the salon, they, they get um, a little intimidated by a child moving. You know, they get intimidated right. by somebody who may be um, um, disabled or something like that, right? But they need to be serviced, so why not learn that as well? So, you know, we're going to teach them how to think outside of the box, and then we're going to actually connect with um, different uh, um, organizations so that they can, um, you know, get some experience. I think that's amazing because real world learn, real world learning in situations with is what career and technical education is all about, right, yeah. Mike? And oh yeah, that's certainly one way to do it. Right. You know, just giving them some real experience can't beat that. Yeah, can't beat that at all. So, uh, what would you say is the most challenging part about becoming a barber or the barbering career, and how can some of those students overcome some of those challenges? I find the most challenging part is, um, unfortunately, they look at social media and everybody thinks that they're going to come in into a salon and start making $100,000 a year. <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot of people don't understand that it's a process and you have to build up a consistent clientele and you have to display that professionalism. Understanding the business part goes back to that, right? Yes. And that's the main key. Once they, once they understand that they must be professional, not just dress, but be on time, be ahead of time, and take care of the client, talk to them. Um, we were having a conversation yesterday about um, communication, and I was telling a few of the guys, it's all right for you to talk slang with your friends. Right. But when you actually get into the business part, you got to change up your, vo- your vocabulary. You got to protect it. And you have to know how to communicate with everybody right? so they can understand. Just like you got to be able to cut everybody's hair, understand different hair textures and things like that. You got to understand yeah. how people communicate and understand you best. Just going back to those business basics. Yes. Right? And, and that's something we're going to do, too, because a lot of a lot of the team, they keep saying, um, this guy uh, on the Internet, he does a lot of bald face African-American guy. That's good. I said, but. I got to teach you how to survive and cut everybody's hair, men, right. women, boys, girls, whoever get in the chair, right. you will be able to service them with shears, with clippers, clipper overcome, whatever it is, you will learn it if you want to learn it. Right. You know, and that's the key. So if they be consistent and they believe in themselves, then that's, that's you know, that's the battle right there. We'll win every time. Do you think that there's an advantage over students? Um, coming in to a CT environment and getting their barbering license in high school versus going to a, a barbering school afterwards? Absolutely. I, I think it's a, a real big advantage because um, they're not stressed. 
you know, the fee, you know, just about our kit versus now the average barbering school and or cosmetology school starts between $15,000 to $26,000. Oh, my gosh. So can you imagine you sitting there and you have to go through 1,500 hours and if you're already out of school and you you in that adulthood, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, bills, yeah, you know, and unfor- you know, fortunately and unfortunately, if they have babies, and then you're trying to finish this up and you got to work, you know, that that's just a huge hurdle for a lot of people and their mindset um, when they're looking at. I still got to go. I got to go. But then I got obligations at home. It's it's a it's a um, it's a big deal, and a lot of people um, fumble at it. It's hard out there, especially when you have real world problems. Yes. So getting it here while you're in, in high school certainly does not yes. hurt anything, right? Yeah. What do, you, what do you hope the students gain from from being in your class at the end of the day, right? When they walk out of here, what do you want them to remember from being inside of Mr. Fox's classroom? It's probably something more than just cutting hair, I'll bet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, like, just listening to him, it's, his motivations are clearly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's like connecting with the kids through cutting hair, connecting yeah. with your community through cutting hair. So back to the question, what do you hope they gain? Well, I hope they gain understanding that it's a real world out here. And if they believe in themselves, if they actually go through the process, instead of trying to go around the process, that um, they can achieve anything that they really believe in. So, you know, I want them to know that success, you know, like I always said, change, change is going to happen regardless. We can't stop change, but growth is optional. And I like to tell them that you choose to grow. So if you want to grow in this industry, you have to apply yourself. We're going to give you the foundation, but then you got to build upon that foundation. You know, when the, when a, a brick, brickman come out and he laid a foundation, then they call the people in for the framework. So right. then they got to understand this is your starting point. Now, when you go out and you got to further your education, you got to choose to grow or not. You can't, you can't sit there and say, I didn't make it because they didn't teach me this in school. They've given you the tools. Right. You just got to apply. Right. And, and in an industry like Barman, that's always constantly growing yes. and changing. And on that topic, how have you seen <laughs> the industry of Barman grow and change? Wow. Been in this industry uh, well over 20-some years, and I'm just 25. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of things come and go. I mean, they put, they take, uh, like, for instance, the bowl cut. You know, they took the bowl cut, and then they put a new twist on it, and, and um, something uh, as simple as a, a clipper cut or um, something like that. They would just, finger waves, for instance, I'm thinking about that. Back uh-huh. then, you know, they did these things called popcorn waves, and they put a scarf on it, and weave through and pull it up take it off and I showed the class that the other day and it was like what in the world is that <laughs> now they're doing a, a different twist they're doing more of the looser waves and they're not really pulling it up but man it, it's just amazing to see um, how the styles actually come back around every thir- 10 to 12 years or something like that and, and they just put a new twist with it with some color or they spike it up or um, I, I'm enjoying it you know just <laughs> yeah, seeing it just unfold kinda, they just kind of turn it and make it their own like yes. each generation it seems like you you take like even the fades right high top yeah. fades the, the students come back with the high top fades and they dye it and they just make yeah. it make it their own and add their own adjustments to it if you had a crystal ball 
how do you think the future of of barbering will turn out right in the next 10 20 years oh. yeah the crystal ball what do you where do you think barbering <laughs> will go this is you know this there's no wrong answers here you're right what do you think what do you think well that's, an, will go well, that's the interesting thing because it, because in this industry it's always changing it's always yeah. on the move so it's you're never going to get bored yeah i just never. can't see how you could ever yeah. get bored yeah it's amazing because i think back you know years when uh People used to uh, cringe and, and frown when they see the young lady walking down the street with the black hair, black fingernails. And now here we fast forward, you know, 15 years, and you got people walking around with all colors and all ages. So, you know, people are really starting to express themselves. Right. And that's something I love about this industry because, you know, what we do here in, in Virginia, they're doing totally different down in St. Louis. Um, you know, so just to see how creative that uh, people in this industry are and how they use the customer as they are, as they are uh, walking billboard or advertisement. You know, I, I mean, the future is, is going to be huge. <laughs> but, well, I, I think the word artistic even yeah. could, comes into play here. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because it's, it, it's not just, you're not just doing the same thing. You're, you know, you've got, you got your the people in the industry that are thinking of what to do next, next right mm-hmm. and then they Innovation. do it and they yeah. work on it and it's it's and it's just like somebody who's carving something or painting yeah. something but you're doing it artistically with hair i think mm-hmm. it's just really cool and, and it's amazing to just to see how i mean just next week it can change yeah right you know just like that I, I like to watch my my thirteen year old daughter. I just love. She says she's a better hairstylist than I am. Oh man, at thirteen, <laughs> huh? Um, she she's getting she's there. She's not opinionated. At thirteen, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At thirteen and you're only twenty five. So yeah, she's got a little bit more years yeah. to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's amazing because uh, I was sitting there and I was doing my wife hair. I was doing some uh, highlights and color on it. And um, she just came home and said, let me do it. And my wife looking at me like this, and I'm like, come on. (laughs) So, uh, you know, just to see her sit there, I gave her a mannequin, and she started doing it. You know, compared to the children now than when we were coming up with technology, these kids, you know, they're moving at a rapid pace. So, you know, for them to catch stuff, you know, they'll see it, and and they can just. And and there's also more resources available out there. I call it Google University, YouTube College, something like that, whatever. (laughs) You just Google it, and there's a how-to video on it, just about everything. I'm re-enrolling in those. (laughs) (laughs) So, So on the topic of Google University and YouTube College, like, how do you stay up to date on the trends? How do you adapt to the constant changes that come with a barbering career. I pray every day. <laughs> um, me and computers, we're becoming a great marriage now. Okay. You know, but seriously, I've been behind a chair for years. So when we get behind a chair, you know, we're constantly moving, we're constantly working. But then as I started hiring people who were actually 25 years old and I started looking at them, come on, Mr. Mr. Fox, you got you to gotta post your stuff on social media. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so as they started pulling me out of my comfort zone and, and pushing me forward, you know, I don't have to go to Atlanta to the hair show. I can pull up, you know, any vendor, um, uh, Redkin or anybody like that and right. tap into it. And it's right there. Right there. So this is the future right here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I was I was sharing with a colleague when I was with the Ratner company, and we were talking about what can we do to actually um, make things better. And I said, why don't we ed- develop an education um, like um, that um, that bicycle Peloton or whatever it is, and they had that little screen oh, that comes yeah. Bikes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, why not do something like that, but have it where students can have hands-on, because a lot of people don't sleep at night. So yeah. what better way than to have this little mirror come on and here I am, 
you know, look, the emoji me. You might, you might want to write that idea down yeah. and email it to yourself. Yeah, uh, right there. I mean, I'm, I'm filled with a lot of those emails. Um, you know, but seriously, um, when I think about the future of the industry, you know, a lot of people we're, in this industry, we're visual. So when we start thinking of stuff, I'm thinking outside the box. What can I take to make this next level um, just that more exciting and have everybody want to leave, you know, those Fortune 500 companies to come do hair? <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Fox, the, um, the, the barber shop that I go to, I would say, um, and you've been, you've been there too, Rashawn, yeah. um, over at Parkside. The, Parkside Barbershop. Yeah. yeah but maybe a quarter. Parkside. Of the barbers there are female. Um, are you, when it comes to recruiting um, young girls into this, is it harder than if it, than somebody else? Or and is what are the advantages of being? A, is there advantages of being a female out there barbering? Yes, 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 and yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Um, I find that I met a lot of women barbers, and you know, I mean, come on. You know, when we're, in the, when, when we're in the salon, you know, quite naturally, if their cutting game is, is really good, uh, quite naturally, I got to do something extra to compete with her because, you know, the average guy going to go over there if she can cut real good. Right. So, you know, I find that a lot of women are really good. And I found when I was talking to the previous um, teacher here and the, the lady in, uh, who educate, who's a teacher at Louisa, um, high school that teaches barbering. She said a lot of the young guys was not really giving them the full respect because they thought they couldn't cut. And then when I went out and I was actually talking to them, I said there are a lot of women I know that will, will man outcut the average guy. Yeah. And and do it with ease. You know, I know a lot of women that are very successful in this industry. Yeah. You know, we keep hearing that, Mike. You know what I mean? So yep. they don't sleep on the women, guys. Please yep. don't, because masonry. In They're gonna bury you if you do it. <laughs> they yeah. really are. They, really they are, are good. They are good. Yeah. They really are. I mean, we've had what? Didn't the mason you brought up masonry? Yeah. I mean, we had in two years in a row, our star pupils in the masonry class were both. Young girls, masonry yeah. and electricity, and electricity. Yeah, so don't Can't sleep. On, don't sleep on the women. You no. know, it, it's amazing because you think about it. When we come up as boys, we just want to play, yeah. right? But when uh, mothers train their daughters, they train them for success and prepare them for the future. So when they concentrate on something, they know competing against a man. I have to be two steps ahead, right? So now we got to restructure our men and say, let's play. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, absolutely. You guys are listening to Henrico CTE now. We are speaking with Mr. Carl Fox, new teacher here at the A Center in Hermitage. And I have to say, he's really, really uh, passionate about what he's going to bring to the classroom. It's got me excited, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's great to see exciting um, you know, teachers that are really looking to engage the students. Yeah. It's just exciting. And, and this is going to become y'all place of barbering here. This is going to be y'all, y'all local barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'll come through. I will come through because uh, you guys can't see me now on that. Thank goodness for that because I need to be a little bit of a fade right here. In fact, I might hit. If we got some time, Mr. Fox, you can hook me up. You no, cannot complain about your hair. <laughs> look at mine. <laughs> yeah, Mike's, Mike's got his hair is almost going down to the small of his back. Now, let me yeah. stop. Let me stop. All right. All right, all right final question here because we got to wrap up the show we're running up against the time a lot of students that um that we've talked to when we go out and recruit and we've talked about this a little bit early on in the show um they want to understand they uh want to become entrepreneurs right so what would you would you recommend that a student take a business class in high school to kind of help them out with that how what would you recommend for students who who see uh barbering as an opportunity to become an entrepreneur and become you know what they might call their own boss hmm. 
Well, one thing I, I see, um, yes, it would be a great opportunity to take advantage of the uh, business class in high school, but as well, you know, like I said, we start, we laid the foundation here. Right. But then once they get out, go out and get more training. Um, you know, I think back to when I was at Highland Springs in, in the 80s, I had a class with a Miss Cockrell, and she taught us a consumer math class. Okay. It was the best class that I ever, that I really paid attention in. <laughs> I, and I'm being honest, because she taught us about, you can't write a check if you don't have money in the bank. Right. She taught us about looking through the stock market and, and talking about investing. So, you know, she really clicked on a light bulb right there for me. From there, I just remember that, that teaching right there. So, yes, I would, I would really suggest that every student who's thinking about being some type of entrepreneur take a business class, um, you know, or, or and before and after. I mean, it just so happened I was fortunate and blessed enough that wherever I go, somehow I always managed to get to the top with, with the, the people who are making it happen. Right. And they just started pouring into me, pouring, pouring into me. The business, the hair industry has been the biggest teacher that I have. I, I have not went to a business class or anything like that. Right. But I could tell you how to start a salon. I could tell you the best way. I could tell you why a lot of salons are not making it. It's just now it's like breathing to me. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people want to open up a, a barbershop or a salon, but my question is why? Right. And then once they tell me why, then the next thing I said, so are you going to do booth rent or are you going to do commission? And then they sitting like, like looking at me like the deer in the headlight. They're like, am I going to do what? <laughs> right. So, you know, say, for instance, if you two were in my, my, uh, in my class and, or in my salon, you're doing um, $20,000, $30,000 a year. You're doing $80,000 a year. Both of y'all are paying the same thing, $125 a week. I still got lights, water, and all of that stuff I got to pay. So you ain't here twice as much. You getting over. You you making it. Right. You know, so why would I let you sit up in here and do booth rental when I need to put you on commission? So therefore, if you in here from 7 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night and you're doing $80,000, at least if I'm getting a percentage of that, I'm getting a whole lot more than just $100 and something a week. So I try to try to get them something to think about. Right, and then I always also tell them as well. You know, you don't send your client out to out the salon without products, because uh, average salons I was running, uh, they were making two hundred thousand dollars additional a year in retail. Wow! So we don't get a lot of barbers who own own businesses, or if you're in there as a um, independent uh, barber that sell retail, no, sell is the wrong word, that suggest or recommend retail for you to take home. Because you got to go home and still shampoo your hair. You do. You got to condition that hair. You got to shampoo it. And you want it to look just as nice as it did when you left the barbershop. Exactly. Which is hard. It really is hard. (laughs) Once you get that fresh cut, man, it's hard to maintain. And that's a good point. Is that something that you plan on sharing with the students? Like how you tie all that in? I already already started planting the seed. You know, know, I'm just trying to show them that um, everything they do, you know, we don't sell, we don't sell hair because we sell time. Okay. So we got to realize our time is valuable. So you got to be professional and do, do the things you have to do to actually make it. You know, so that's in my book if y'all wanted. I'm talking to write a book. <laughs> you need to write a book. Uh, I know. Write your textbook like some of these college professors do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but thank you so much for being on the show here today, Mr. Pleasure. Carl Fox. And yeah, uh, we got to bring the show to a close. We could really talk for maybe 30 more minutes, honestly, oh, yeah. Mike, about barbering. We and, could uh, talk for a Eight more hours. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, though, thank you so much for appearing on Henrico CTE now, Mr. Carl Fox. Anytime. All right, guys. Got to bring the show to a close here. Before we go, I want to remind you to check us out on 
uh, our Instagram, our Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Mike almost lost it there, dude, but I picked it up. <laughs> I almost fumbled it, but I saved it, and now we're about to run it in for six. Okay, so <laughs> I'll let the handle Henrico CTE. It's not football season, it's, is it? It is yes, football it is. season. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Go Giants. All right, let me stop. Okay, so uh, at the handle Henrico CTE, again, that's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all at the same handle. Keep you updated on whenever we drop a podcast, and also whatever the students have going on, what we have going on CTE facts about tt got a lot of things we got going up up there on the website on the social media mike tell them where they can find them the podcast you can uh, find our podcast on your favorite podcast venue such as uh, google apple um, spotify and many 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 more yeah we're actually on iheart too i found us on yep. iheart as oh well. yeah wow. i've, I've, I've yep. tried to get it set up on as many as i can mike's the I can man find. mike is the man that's uh, that's how we're gonna end this podcast mike and carl fox <laughs> are the man all right guys that's it for him right ct now cte now i am rashawn Garnett for mr carl fox for Thank mike you. roberts uh we're out of here until next time so long everyone